Do you want to learn the tools and strategies that can propel you to the next level in life? Do you want to understand how to maximize your fullest potential? Since 2001, Empower You has impacted and changed the lives of tens of thousands of people from around the world. And now we bring the life-changing experience to you. So welcome to the Empower You podcast with Brent Williams and Byron Dempsey. The podcast that delves into the ins and outs of the Empower You program and gives you a behind the scenes glimpse into what really goes on at these life-changing events. All right, welcome back to the Empower You podcast. This episode is going to be all on communication. Now, we just like the money and finance section, we're going to be doing a lot of episodes on communication. So mm. this will be number one. We're going to be talking about, you know, the different ways to communicate and how to build rapport. Before we get into, I guess, the tactical stuff, we really wanted to just talk about how important communication skills is. So the recent study came out saying the top five skills employers are looking for. Number one, communication. That's number one. That's yeah. the number one skills employees are looking for. I'll give you an example. Uh, my mom has an occupational therapy business. It is in, incredibly in demand. So if you're an OT, it's very easy to get a job. Her biggest struggle in business right now is finding good quality team members. When she's done lots of interviews with lots and lots of people, she's had people of you know the top marks in New South Wales come apply, but they can't communicate. Who does she who does she employ? She says, like, I just want people who can communicate correctly because they're going out to people's homes and looking after them. And some of these people are just horrendous at communicating. It's so, so, so important that we have good communication skills. Um, why is communication such an important topic for you and Empower You? Uh, I, well, firstly, I totally agree that it should be considered the number one life skill. Mm. Like if employers looking for communication mm. skills, your ability to effectively communicate. Uh, I think it's so important to Empower You Primarily, and, and you know, we, we've obviously linked technology in a positive and negative way uh, through a lot of the conversations you've had on this podcast before, uh, and communication skills is, is no different. I think that my audience has, have, has, in the 20 years I've been running Empower You, has my audience become better communicators or worse communicators? I'd say worse. Of course, social yeah. media. Social media. it's so easy not to communicate nowadays. Mm. And when we say communication, we don't mean texting. We mean yeah, like proper no. communication skills. Yes. It's so, so easy. And that's why this this topic is more important now than ever. Yeah. And, you know, when we think about communication skills, is it something you're born with or is it a learned skill? It's a learned skill. Mm. It's something we develop over time. We all, you know, learn the basics. We learn how to speak. We've all got to do that. We've all got to, you know, listen. We've got to do that. We've got to read. We've got to write. How well we develop those things is entirely in our hands. Mm. But I truly believe that when you think about your the best version of you, your best future self, what is the most important skill you can develop, in my humble opinion, to really maximize your success in life? It's communication skills. Mm. I know that being an effective communicator will open up so many opportunities for you, but not only opportunities for you and your uh, future successes in whatever field of excellence you choose, but it being an effective communicator helps you unpack what's going on up, up here. Mm. It helps you with your emotional intelligence so that you can articulate how you're feeling and express yourself to those that you love. Mm. Uh, not just about career success, but also about your happiness and well-being is why you need to be an effective communicator. And one of the most important things that you can do as an effective communicator is to build rapport. And what do we mean by building rapport? Building rapport is your ability to reduce the differences between you and somebody you're communicating with on a subconscious level. It's about you making that person you're talking to feel comfortable with you so they open up. And that's what mastery is when we when we talk about effective communication. Yeah. And so building rapport is so important. For example, if you're going in for a job interview, like I just mentioned, you need to be rapport with the person you're building, having an interview with. Um, it, Obviously, your qualifications and how good you are at the job is important, but they don't want to hire someone if they've got no rapport with you. 
Are you going to fit in with the team culture? Have you built rapport with the, um, you know, the assistant when you walked in? It's like just little things like this can make a huge difference. And it's why I think so many people go, I mean, I see a lot of things. It's like on dating apps for guys, especially they'll be like, if I can just, if she can just get to meet me, then I can win her over. And same with jobs right now. People just can't even get job interviews. If, if I can just get in the door, then I can win them over. You need to, because it's very hard to get a job interview nowadays. So you need to be, have good communication skills when you get in there. And I've did a whole episode with Ashana on how to get in, how to get a job interview and how to crush mm -hmm. it, what to say, but we're going to be talking more about how to build rapport with people. Um, I did want to unpack what you just said there. Cause it's so important. Um, how it's, what was the exact wording you used? Um, what rapport oh, what is? What rapport is? Rapport is reducing mm. the differences on a subconscious level. And what that simply means is you and I are conversing. My task, my challenge is to build rapport with you without you consciously being aware of it. Mm. Making you feel comfortable with me without really knowing why you're feeling comfortable with me. Yeah. So it's not like you're sitting going, oh, Brent's using this tactic here. Yeah, I yeah. know what he's doing. You're not aware of it. And here's the, here's the kicker. We do this all the time already uh, unaware. Mm. We do it already. So when we, when we, when we unpack the strategies now, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, I, I get that. I see how that's done. I mean, when we talk about rapport, like give you an example. Have you ever been in a car and you don't know why, like you're the passenger in a car, but you turn your head and you look maybe 50 meters down the road and somebody turns their head and looks at you. All the time. All the time. And it's like, oh my gosh, it's weird. It's because on some level, you've built rapport with that person. It could literally be just because your breathing has matched that person. Because we're all just atoms moving a certain frequency. So what building rapport is, is getting you to be on the same frequency. Mm. It's why like at rock concerts, everyone loves to mosh and dance is because you're all building rapport. Yeah. Whereas sporting stadiums, when people celebrate joy together, is you're building rapport. So when we talk about building rapport, let's talk about how we communicate. There are three ways that we communicate with other people, primarily. There's the words that we use, so what we say. Then it's our tone of voice, so how we say it. And then it's our body language. Now, when I ask the question of my audiences, which one of those three is the most important way to communicate, I always get mixed responses. Some people say, well, it's what you say. So it's mm. what words you use. Others say, well, it's your tone of voice, how you say it. And then others say, well, it's the body language to which you communicate those words. On that real quick, I think, and this happens a lot in Power You, people often won't pick the obvious answer because they know that's not what it is. Mm. I think everyone thinks it's words. Otherwise, they'd be communicating better. Yeah. I think they just want to pick the right answer. Do they, if they genuinely believe that, wouldn't they be putting more work into their body language and tone? Yeah. But most people just think it's words. That's right. So it's like, oh, well, words is how we communicate. I'm speaking yeah. to you right now. This, this whole podcast is words. Yeah. If, you, if you're not watching us on YouTube or TikTok, you're listening to it right now, mm. which means you can't see our body language. You can only hear our tone of voice and our words. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, there have been some statistics done on this. Uh, and, there's a, and by the way, we, we've done some book recommendations. I want to recommend a book by Alan Pease. Alan Pease is one of the world's leading authorities on communication skills and body language. And he's got an amazing book, 30 million copies called Body Language, which kind of gives you a clue of which one's most important <laughs> yeah, yeah. now. Um, but here are the statistics. Words equate to 7% of the communication. I'll just mm. repeat that. 7% only is what you say. So words is the big fat loser out of the three. Mm. Bottom of the list. The next most powerful way in terms of communicating is tone of voice. So how we say it, that's 38% of the communication and the winner with 55% of the communication is body language. So it doesn't matter what we say, what matters is how we say it. Mm. 
And so mixing up your tone and body language to communicate more effectively is the most important way to build rapport. I actually think this point, I say this at every point, is one of the most important points in Empower You. I think very few people fully understand it. Like what we're saying, I like to really drill on on how low words is rather than how high body, because I feel like it's more powerful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, look, 7% is words. Yeah. 7%. How when you're writing a speech at school, you spend 100% of the time on the speech, don't you? Yeah. Maybe 80% probably, I would say, if, if you're being realistic. Yeah. You're still spending what they're saying. a, a huge matter. majority. You're just yeah. right. Everything is going to what you're writing, your palm cards, and then maybe the day before you practice it a few times in front of your mum. Mm. You didn't know. That's yeah. not how you present. No. That's not how you communicate. No. When people ask me, oh, can you help me uh, write a speech? No, but I'll help you deliver it. Yes. It's all in the delivery. Like I at Empower You will speak for... Around over two days on stage, if you take out games and activities, I'm probably speaking for about 20 hours over two days. So mm. 10 hours a day mm. speaking. That's a lot. The average male, 10,000 words a day. The average female, 25,000 words a day. That's a whole other conversation we have about men and women. Mm. <laughs> but when you think about that, it's a lot, of, a lot of time to talk. And what happens is I'm not always the most eloquent speaker. I'm a very passionate speaker. When I get invested in something, whether it's a high or low energy, my passion does the communicating for me. But if you actually, there's often sometimes when I've, when I've talked towards the end of the day, I will say something with total conviction and I know the audience understands what I'm saying. I can feel it in their body language, the way they're responding to me. But if you typed out the 30 seconds that preceded that and read it, it wouldn't make sense. Yeah. And... But people understand what I'm saying because it's how I'm saying it. Mm. It's in the delivery of my communication. I mean, let's talk about, you, you, you want to emphasize words versus uh, tone and body language. Let's take this iPhone. What if the sentence was, Byron didn't steal the iPhone. Byron didn't steal the iPhone. Five words. Mm. Let's change the meaning by changing the tone. What if I say it like this? Byron didn't steal the iPhone. What am I inferring? That it was someone else. It was someone else. Yeah. It, was, it was Bob. Yeah. What if I say it like this? Byron didn't steal the iPhone. He borrowed it. He borrowed it, <laughs> right? Byron didn't steal the iPhone. It was an Android. Yeah. <laughs> so all we did was we changed the tone of one word and we changed its meaning. Yeah. So what this... And to clarify, when you send a text message to someone, they don't know. It's just Byron didn't steal the iPhone. It's all monotone or however you read it. That's the thing. It's however they perceive yeah. it. Well, let's talk about emails and messages right now. I wonder how many people listening to this podcast right now have sent a message and they've waited so long for a reply, they've panicked and reread their message because they think, did they misinterpret? Mm. We've all done that. Oh, absolutely. And I wonder how often we've got a message and we've had to read it five times because we're saying, are they being sarcastic? Are they I, being angry? I'm super sarcastic, so I always, I always have this. I've got to use more emojis. Yeah. Emojis, like, they're actually helpful. As stupid as they are, they can help. Well, like if you're saying something sarcastic or yeah. ironic, add a little winky face or whatever. What is an emoji? An emoji is an effort to bring in tone. Yeah, literally. That's all it is. Yeah. An emoji is like, I'll say something harsh, but I'll soften it with a smiley face yeah. <laughs> just to make it, yeah. And it feels, it doesn't, yeah. it feels less harsh. Or an exclamation it? mark. Mm, I showed them or capital letters. Mm. And so this is the other thing. When we think about, I always say time is the most valuable commodity. Think how much time people spend on the art of a message because they don't have tone or body language. Mm. So we already intuitively know that we are trying to infuse the more important ways to communicate in what is the easiest but arguably least effective way to communicate, which is SMSs. And you said it just then, like if we wanted to use that example, we'd have to do all caps for Byron or all caps for whatever word we want to enhance. So we, we understand that we're trying to put tone in with emojis and all caps and different things of what we can do now, but it's not the same, is it? No, it's not. It's not. Uh, 
Uh, definitely not. And that's why, how often do people get into text message fights? Because All there's time. misinterpretation. They go back and forth. It's, yeah. this, I didn't understand what you meant there. Rather than just picking up the phone and just cutting through that. Man, I remember with my girlfriend back in high school, we were having a fight once and for ages, hours just doing it, hopped on the phone, solved it in like three minutes. Yeah. It was, I was... <laughs> Crazy. It was insane. Yeah, yeah. It was and how like, much time you've wasted. Yeah, yeah. And, and headspace you've thought about. And it's so much easier to be aggressive on a text yeah. than in person because yes. you can't hear the response. Yeah. So you can just be really, really aggressive. You can be really savage and then that can hurt them even more. And they go savage back. Whereas you get on the phone and they'll be like, I said this. It's like, no, I meant this. Oh, did you really? Mm. <laughs> Bang. Yeah. We showed that, Jack showed that video, a lot of swearing in it. Keen and Peel. Yeah, Keen and yeah, Peel. Yeah, yeah, they do the, the comedy <laughs> skits where they've got one yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah, He's all like joking and the other yeah, guy's going like, enraged. He's like, he's yeah, he's like, hey man, you should come over right now. And he goes, oh, you should come over right now? Yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> so it's, it's like the exact example of what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so true, so true. And so when we, so coming back to building rapport, so we understand now that body language and tone are far more important than what it is we actually say. So we think about that. How do we use that to our advantage? Well, in a conversation, if I want to build rapport with you, what I need to do is I need to match and or mirror your tone of voice and your body language. Mm. Because if I do that, it reduces the differences between us and we build rapport. So for example, if you're a very softly spoken person, what I need to do is I need to, I need to come down to your level and mm. I need to speak softly. Mm. Now there's people say, oh, you've got to be unapologetically you. Yes, I understand you've got to be you. But if you're looking to build rapport, like I know there's been times where I've gone into meetings and there's strategic meetings. Like, for example, a number of years ago, uh, I raised close to a million dollars for a feature film called Hotel Mumbai, um, which is the true story of um, the 2008 terror attacks in India, mm. starring Dev Patel. And the only reason I shared that was just a little plug to this film that I was involved in. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, I had to build, I had to raise a million dollars. I had two weeks to do it. And so I went in with investors and what I did was I built rapport with them. I matched and mirrored their tone of voice so they felt comfortable with me. But furthermore, I matched and mirrored their body language. So if they had their arms folded, I would just slowly fold my arms. Mm. If they might have scratched their face, I might have scratched my face. They're not going, holy shit, Brent's folding his arms. We're the same person. It's subconscious. That's the key thing here. When I teach this principle, people are like, well, wouldn't you just know it? Well, you don't. Yeah. You do it already. It's like, let's say you're with, with a, a group of friends. They're standing in a circle chatting and they're all standing there like this. And you walk up like this. You to already clarify, know. Arms crossed. Hands, oh, yeah. Sorry. Hands yeah, on. I was just listening. <laughs> if you've got your arms crossed, like say there's six friends with their arms crossed and you walk up with your arms on your hips, probably after about 15 or 20 seconds, without you even consciously being aware of it, you'll actually fold your arms and match and mirror these people. Mm. So the, the key to knowing you've built rapport is your ability to then change your body language and tone and see if the person you have that conversation with goes with you. If they don't, you haven't built enough rapport, so you've got to go back and match a mirror. What's great about this as an idea is everybody who's listening or watching this podcast can go out right now and practice this. Just walk up to people, have conversations, and build rapport. Match a mirror their tone, match a mirror their body language, and just see how effective it is. This it works. Works with dating. You know, if you're on a date, you know, match a mirror. Match a mirror, the, absolutely. If you're really quiet, someone comes in super hyper and aggressive, they're not going to like that. No. And again, I, lo I love how you said be, unapologi be unapologetically you. That's true, but you don't have to be the you know crazy hyper you. You can just calm it down and they'll get to know you. Yeah. But at, at first, you know, match a mirror, especially if you're trying to yeah. build rapport with them. And look, we're talking about another point here, but it's interlinked with rapport. You know, ultimate rapport is about you um, – 
you know, being more interested in the person before being interesting. Oh, this is probably, that's that quote. So yeah. a huge, my favorite book of all time, which is How to Win Friends and Influence yes. People, Dale Carnegie, written in what, the 20s, 30s? Yeah. I think it was written in the 30s. So it's, yeah. we're approaching the 100 years since it was written and it's still one of the best-selling personal development books ever. I recommend it to everyone because everyone needs communication skills. You know, there's books like The Money and Finance. I'd recommend it to someone who needs it. There's some people who might not need it. Everyone needs communication skills. Yeah. And there's that quote and he says, you'll, you'll make more relationships with two months by being genuinely interested in, in people than in two years of trying to get people genuinely interested in you. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Fundamentally, you know, I, I did a, uh, I don't know if you call it a study or a survey, a sur we'll call it a survey. You know, there's around 50 key ideas that empower you, about 50 of them. And within those 50, there's the six pillars, of course, that we like to highlight. But I asked the thousands of graduates we've had, which was your favourite ideas? What were the ones, years after the fact, when you reflect on it, the ones that had the biggest impact? And you actually used. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of them, the number one one was generally the play above the line, which yeah. is the two-brother story. But number two was this one. People don't care how much you know mm. until they know how much you care. I'll just repeat that one. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. I remember reading a story. I can't remember the name of the company, so I'm going to make this up now, but the principle's still the same. Let's call the, let's call the company Apple. <laughs> I keep picking up the iPhone because it's here, and we'll call the product the iPhone. They found that for every customer who bought an iPhone and was happy with the product, they would come back 70% of the time for repeat business. Mm. For, for every 100 people, 70 would come back and buy again. For every customer who bought an iPhone, and there was a problem with it, battery didn't work, there was bad reception, something wrong with the phone and they caught up and complained so they were unhappy with their mm. purchase. But Apple solved their problem. Those people came back 90% of the time. Yeah, because there's the security. They yeah. know if something's wrong, Apple will fix it. Well, they've had a bad experience but Apple showed that they care. Yeah. They've said, look, I care about you as a customer and I'm going to take care of that problem. And oh, go, probably is Apple, nice? to be honest. Isn't yeah. that one of their number probably one things? Be. Yeah, yeah. Every time, that's why I buy brand new Apple products now. I used to buy secondhand ones that were never covered. Now, right. you know, this laptop, I, I use this 10, 10 hours a day for th yeah. three years straight or whatever. And it's had a lot of things go wrong with it. I haven't paid a single dollar. Mm. It's all been mm. under warranty. Or I took it in the other day. I remember the other day I took it in with a battery problem. And he said, oh, your screen's busted. Let's replace the whole thing. That's two and a half grand for free. I was like, you beauty. I'm just yeah. like, sweet. Yeah. I'm feeling great. Yeah. You love the company now. I sure do. Because they, yeah, they solve your problem. I mean, the amount of times over the years where, well, and there's not been a lot of them to be fair, but when I've had a disgruntled parent mm. or something's happened at a program that didn't meet their expectations, when I've come in with love and understanding and go, tell me what's going on. Tell me how you feel mm. and really listen to them and hear them and then respond in kind. I have never had a negative experience after that. Mm. Not, not once, touch wood. Yeah. Not once. You were, telling me, you were well. telling me that when um, at one of the at a Sydney event a few months ago when you had a parent had a bit of a thing going on. I'm not sure what yeah. happened. Um, and I was worried because the kid came through me. He's one of my scholarships. Yes. And yes. so I wanted to have a good experience. So I felt responsible and I was worried. And you're like, Byron, don't worry. I've never got on the phone with a parent and ended up in a negative. Like it's always, yes. it's always positive. I remember now. Yeah. I remember I had like a 40 minute conversation with his mother yeah. and by the end she was like so grateful and the kid's coming back again. There you go. Yes, yes. That's good because he's a good kid. He's yeah. Just, he just had, you know, he some was, stuff I in his life. Now I remember the boy as well. I don't want to say his name, but I remember the boy. Yeah. And he was a bit, yes, yes, he's, misunderstood and he's got his own stuff going on. Yeah, yeah, he just had a lot of external factors in his yeah. life that were pretty, he had a lot of stuff going on. I really felt bad for him, but we didn't know that. No. Yes, he wasn't voicing it up. That's right. I remember. I yeah. Now I remember what he even looks like. I remember, yeah, yeah. But the point was, you were just saying that made me feel good. And then yeah. sure enough, 40 minutes later, you know, it was all good. Yeah, because and 
approaching with empathy. Yeah. And, you know, showing you care. Show you care. And, and when, when you show you care and you're humble, then people are interested in who you are and what you're about. And when it comes to finding mentors or getting people that are, I guess, higher position than that you, that you want to learn from or get advantage from, you just got to go and show them that you care. Yes. You have to. And job interviews, be curious. Mm, go mm. on a job. So how does it work? What about this? One of the questions um, Ishana told us to ask during our interview was like, um, what are the worst parts about this job? Yeah. Who asked that? Great and question. Great question. Great question. Massive pattern interrupt. Whoa. And, and that, it, that, that shifts the dynamic with the yeah, interview yeah. and interviewee. Now yeah. it's like the interviewee's going, well, now you've got to prove to me why I'd want to stay here. I yeah. want to know the best and the worst of it. Like I'm not yeah. just here going to – yeah, it's, it's a total role reversal too. Great mm. question. Yeah. And so I just – I can't, yeah. There's so many things, the body language and everything, but it's the quote I gave from the How to Win Friends and Influence People mm. and that one, they're the same thing. Yeah. Just different quotes. Yeah. It's the same thing. You've got to, I think the key word is care, but also curious. If mm. you're just curious at life, curious to learn from this person, mm. curious to come to empower you, curious about whatever it is, yeah. that's when you're going to start building rapport with people. Totally. And you know what? I'll, I'll also, we'll finish up maybe on this point because I think we could do, we, 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 I don't think we will do an entire podcast on how to develop relationships, mm. how to build your network. Mm. Uh, I like to call it your recipe book yeah. in terms of what recipes you want to follow, which is obviously one of our pillars that we'll, we'll, we'll unpack. But um, building your network, building your network and your ability to build up your contact base and relationships will have a direct reflection on your success in life because mm. it'll open doors. Mm. It'll open opportunities. I know that I don't need to be an expert in all fields because I've built a network of people through rapport, building strategies like matching and mirroring body language and tone of voice, being interested versus interesting, that I can now leverage those contacts. As you have done, we are sitting here for that same reason. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that's my whole thousand dollars thing. Mm. It's like one person introduced you to this, this, this. Like I met Bryony who introduced me to Dale. Dale introduced me to you. I could go back even further. How did I meet yeah. Bryony? Yeah. Oh, well, actually, I got the job with Glenn. How did I get the job with Glenn? I was at this thing, blah, 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 blah. And it goes yeah. all the way back. Um, and that, that's how I, that's my big philosophy of life, kind of like living it like that mm. as opposed to structured. Yeah. But, you know, we will do an episode of networking, but it's important to listen to this one first because how do you grow your network? Yeah. And I think as well, what's really key for listeners is you have to practice this. Mm. It's all great to hear the idea. It's like, I remember you, I saw your podcast on Atomic Habits and you were referencing like how often do we read these books and we think they're great strategies, but mm. we don't actually implement them. Yeah. Is You need this to become subconscious competence. What I mean by that is you need to embrace this skill to the, to the level of your DNA that is something you do like breathing. Mm. It's something that, for example, when I first learned the concept of matching and mirroring to build rapport through tone of voice and body language, I had to consciously think about it. Like the first month or two in every conversation, I had to think, oh, yeah, I've got to match a mirror. Mm. I didn't want to be too on the nose about it, so I had yeah. to be subtle. So there's, there's an art to this that you're only going to do through taking action, implementing it, and trial and error. But it's by doing it enough, you need to become something you do intuitively. Yeah. I found I did it without even knowing what I was doing. Mm. Like I was doing it naturally. Like I would, the matching merit, like the whole cross arm thing, right? Yeah. I feel like you just do that subconsciously because you want them to like you. Yeah. And so you, you'll probably already do it naturally, but now yeah, we're making yeah. it from subconscious to conscious. Yeah. It's the whole circle of knowledge, it right? Is. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. It's, it's you going, oh, I can't already do this. Now let me really think about it and how I can actually fine tune that strategy to get the outcome that I want. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, so important. Yeah. But I mean, that's it for, I guess, a little tiny taste of communication and the impact it can have. Um, we will be talking more about all these different concepts. We'll be going into how to grow your network and all of that. Um, any final thoughts before we wrap up? Uh, no, just go out, take action. You know, match a mirror, build rapport, be interested, not interesting. Yeah, awesome. Thank you for listening to the Empower You podcast. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. 
For more information on our live events, please head to www.empoweryou.com.au. We look forward to having you join us again for the next episode of the Empower You podcast.